0: Great morning, everybody! Great morning. Hey, don't call don't call me like that again, dude.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> trying to put trying to trying to put me on blast. How you doing, CC? Uh, doing really well. c Dub, doing really well. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great, man. Can't can't complain. Um.
0: What, I don't know, like, how to explain this, but you know that feeling when you write The Edge, you know, and you're about to, like, do something? Nah, I usually just do it. Got it. I fi- but, okay, bro, you just killed the whole setup. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Did you get your workout in this morning?
0: I didn't go, bro. I don't do Mondays, bro. Pardon me. You should know this. I should. We only been talking for like the last year, but so just Tuesday through Friday only, huh? Two, <laughs> hey, don't don't say only, bro. Like if it was up to me, it'd be Tuesday, uh, through Saturday and maybe Sunday. But you know,
1: I mean, I would just get up earlier probably when you're. But I worked I worked
0: the bars on the weekends, bro. I can't mm. get them.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Temporary. <laughs> That's gonna change though.
0: Oh yeah, it's gonna change. It's gonna change. It's gonna change. When do you wanna talk about Mahana Fresh though?
1: Been waiting, man.
0: <laughs> Not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. All right. Um You I'm really kinda get... Yeah, let's let's bring your boy Josh on. Uh yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, Caleb, bring in our guest for today. Hey everybody, um this morning, good friend of mine, Josh Sanderson. I don't want to steal his thunder. Um he'll he'll tell us who he is. Josh, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much for having me.
2: Honored to be here.
1: Cooper always gets hyped, gives uh gives the claps. Um thank you for your time. I know I've been probably overly thankful, but I appreciate you. Wow. And um we always start our podcast with the first three questions of, you know, who you are, what you do, and then why you, why you do what you do.
2: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, was honored when you asked me, so thank you. Um, but yeah, I'll just tell you a little bit about myself and feel free to jump in and ask more questions whenever you want. But um, yeah, so I was, I was born and raised in Orange County, California, um, to some great parents, which I didn't realize at the time, but that's kind of a abnormal place to Grow up in one of the nicer areas in the in the country, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, I walked on and played college basketball at Point Loma, which is a school in San Diego. That's where I met my wife, who also played out there. Um, but she's from Minnesota, so that's how we ended up back here. And now we've been married almost thirteen years and have three kids.
1: Dang! I know. I know. Yeah, I got married. Minnesota. Got married young. Or how did you end up at point loma josh
2: yes yeah, so i I walked on um, i my high school was <clears throat> we had a really good high school team, we had a guy go to University of hawaii u c l a san diego State, um, some of those other bigger schools like that, so excuse me a <clears throat> um, so I had a friend that was on the Point Loma team. Um, that was older than me. And he told me about it. I had never even heard about it. Um, so he said, come on down. So I came down, did a little tryout for a walk-on spot. And the coach is like, yeah, you're on the team. He helped me set up my schedule, all that kind of stuff. And then I get down there <clears throat> in the first week of school, there's a basketball team meeting so i go to it and he goes hey josh sorry like this is only for the guys on the team you have to come to the tryout next week and this is like in front of the whole team and i'm like dude Man. That's brutal wow. um so that was rough so i went to the tryout which was the next week or whatever there's probably 60 guys out there and two of us made it and it was the only year since like before then or after that that they've ever even had a tryout because it's a you know it's a college team so um the timing was unbelievable so yeah so i ended up walking on making the team there and then i started my sophomore year on um and ended up having a a pretty good
1: career there so it was good cooper josh is super humble too um
0: (laughs) oh he sounds like it i'm like okay he was playing basketball in Cali. okay
1: don't you have like accolades at point loma i mean i don't i mean um yeah
2: so i was all american my senior year um i was the runner up for mvp for our league um and then my when i got there my freshman year we won like 6 or 7 games we were horrible and so my senior year we made the national tournament so it was the first year our school had gone in like 50 years um, so that was cool to be a part of that um, and then yeah i just they just had me out there like a like a year or so ago to to honor me a little bit so that was really unexpected yeah so that was that was really
0: cool i'm going to connect with you offline i need to hear more about that
2: <laughs> sounds good what
0: can can you um and maybe you already said this, what position did you play? Point guard. Point guard. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about, um, you know, obviously playing at at a high level. Um, what are things that you learned that you uh, um, have taken into your day-to-day life now? Yeah,
2: man. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just is to shut up and do your work. Um, mm. I like... <clears throat> um, I just made it a goal of mine to like, to not let anyone outwork me. So after my freshman year, I would, you know, like, obviously it was an enjoyable time, but we had a coaching change. They brought in like, honestly, like 12 to 15 new players, guards, everything. So even like up until our first game before they announced starters, like I had no idea if I would be playing, starting like anything. So I just put in the work and tried to control what I could control Um, and it was like, it was, it was hard and it was frustrating, um, along the way, but, um, to just, to just fall in love with, with the work and, um, and doing that. So I guess that, that would be the most, uh, transferable thing for sure. And just, and being a good teammate, um, you know, making sure that guys wanted to be around me and wanted me to be on the court. Um, and I think that transfers to life obviously too. So
1: let's, let's talk, let's transfer it then to life. Um, I know you run a successful business now. Do you want to talk about what you do now and, and maybe what you did before you do now too?
2: Yeah. So now,
1: um, yeah, as you know, it's all, it's mostly kind of real estate
2: related. So I'm a realtor obviously, but uh, I really enjoy like the investing side of it. So I've done rentals, I've done some flips, um, some wholesaling, one of them to you, Caleb, which I don't know if that was good or bad. (laughs) Um, um, and now, uh, yeah, I've done some property management. I was a loan officer in California when I, when I lived out there after college. Um, so that helped kind of set the stage for a lot of this different stuff. Um, and then exploring some kind of commercial and development opportunities now. So really just a lot of different things related to real estate.
0: So why, 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 uh, did you, want to get into the investing side of real estate
2: yeah um i mean for one i i mean I, it's probably the same with you guys too but like i was when i was an employee anywhere i was a miserable employee and um and probably just not a good one because i just i don't like being told like when I have to be somewhere and where and what I have to wear and all that kind of stuff, you know? So um, for one, it was just lifestyle and to provide another source of income. What would would be the main thing I would say. How how long have you been a realtor? Uh, It's been about
1: eight years now. I'm I'm going to take you back. Oh, go ahead. Coop. My bad.
0: I I think you're going where I I was going.
1: No, please. Please, you go. You go.
0: (laughs) Josh, I was going to ask what you did before you were a realtor. Caleb kind of alluded to a previous job.
2: Um, Yes, I'll go back, I guess. Well, I didn't mention it, but so after college, I played a year overseas. Um, My wife and I had gotten married right after college. Um, And so for the first, like, kind of a couple of years, she was the she was the breadwinner. Um, while I was kind of chasing my basketball dream and training and working part-time a little bit. Um, And so I played a year over there. We had a great time. It was an amazing experience. And then i had had friends that had just played for several years over there. And then you kind of just get pigeonholed into having to do basketball when you come back or just not having a lot of opportunities. So I I knew I didn't want to do that. Um, And my wife and I both kind of felt like, yeah, like it was time to be done after that within a couple months of that decision, she got pregnant with our first son, which was a huge surprise. And it was terrifying um, to me. So I went from just kind of, yeah, playing basketball and doing my thing to being like, all right, I need to provide. Um, My mom was a stay at home mom, her mom was a stay at home mom. And I wanted her to have that opportunity also, if she wanted it. Um, So I had to figure out Kind of quickly, what that was going to be, so I started working for this startup company in Orange County um, that was in the mortgage business, kind of trying to help streamline the process for uh, for borrowers. Um, but to learn the business, I went and worked in a in a call center in Pasadena for a, a big mortgage company. Um, so I was taking the train it was over a two hour commute each Man. each way each day, <clears throat> but I learned a ton. Uh, They would have a radio show every Saturday that we'd sit there. There'd be like four or five of us in there and like hundreds of people calling in, asking mortgage questions. And I had no training, nothing, just just thrown out there. But I learned a ton. Um, But I also knew I didn't want to keep doing that in the commute and whatever. So we had a family friend, kind of a financial planner that brokered loans on the side. So he's like, hey, I can set you up with my broker and kind of help you get plugged in there or whatever. And um, I was going from like a small fixed salary, a very small salary and very small commission on the loans to being like, all right, if I can do one loan on my own per month, I'd be making more. Um, so the day my son was born, I quit that other job and started out on my own from that point. So,
1: Would you say that the the family friend was – probably like one of your first key relationships for a career or are we missing somebody else too
2: no i mean yeah obviously besides my my family and my parents and stuff but yeah for sure that was that was huge um he he's a financial planner but he just he offices out of his house um and this was you know before that was more normal so he did financial planning he did loans some real estate stuff like that and i I remember looking at him one day and being like I want to do what you do. Like I don't wanna to have to go to the office, but I you know, I want to be able to provide and um but kind of do it on my I guess my terms or my uh my time, I guess, you know.
0: So one um that's awesome, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um so let's let's fast forward back um your realtor. <clears throat> um can you can you just talk about where your you know, your mind shift was from, you know, previous job to realtor to now I want to start looking into getting into rentals.
2: Um, yeah. So I think everyone starts probably or a lot of people do with the, with the rich dad, poor dad, which I read when I was in Germany. Um, so I knew that that was going to be, um, a part of what I wanted to do. Um, so we, so after we, uh, Germany, we went back, we lived in California for a year. And then my wife was like, all right, I want to go back to Minnesota where, where she's from. And we had already talked about that and all that. So I had to suck it up and do it. Um, <laughs> but we bought, a, we were living in Orange County, which is super expensive. We bought an $80,000 two-bedroom condo in, here in like Minnetonka, Hopkins area. Um, that was the first property that I ever bought. And we came and lived here for a few months found out my wife was pregnant with our second kid and it was a two bedroom. So then we, we moved out of there, but kept it as a rental. Um, so that was kind of the, the way that it started.
0: Oh, okay. 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 So how was that conversation with your wife? Like, so like she's with the second kid, you guys move out, but you still keep it as a rental. Like how did that conversation go?
2: Yeah. Um, it was probably like an ongoing conversation. And I, and I think when we bought it, she knew that that was going to be the end purpose for it. Um, But she's been incredibly supportive um, and on board with kind of any dream or thought or crazy idea that I've had. And some of them are, a little too wild and she just lets it play out and knows that nothing will end up happening. But, um, <laughs> so she's been very, very supportive. Um, I mean, she'll ask questions like, you know, a lot of the time she would like, why, or why would we do this? And I'd, you know, and I'd show her, or explain it to her or break down the numbers. But now it's like, she just, um, has fully trusted in me to hopefully be making decent decisions and not put our family in a, in a rough spot. So, but it's, it's been a growth over, I guess a long time. Like I said, we've been married almost 13 years now. So it's crazy. So
0: so that's, that's great. Can you, can you, uh, give some advice to, uh, <laughs> some, some married guys? <clears throat> um,
1: this is now the Cooper podcast. No, <laughs>
0: it's not, I'm just, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm curious. Um, like it sounded like, you know, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm putting words in your mouth, but like from what I'm hearing, you know, early on you had to kind of earn your wife's trust in like the whole rental space. Um, can Can you just talk a little bit, like how you dealt with that? Because it sounds like you're the you're the big picture, big thinker. And your wife is kind of the more you know, slow down a little bit, you know, I need to see the numbers, you know, I need to feel comfortable, safe. Like, can you just talk about that a little bit?
2: Um, yeah. um, Yeah. Like I said, I mean, well, at the beginning, like I said, she was the breadwinner. So it was a, it was a weird switch and she likes to remind me of that even still to this day. But um, <laughs> I, you know, so I think, I mean, she saw me like putting the time in, like I said, like reading, listening to whatever I could listen to and sharing with her, um, throughout that process. So it wasn't like I came to her one day and be like, Hey, we should do this without me ever thinking about it or or putting in the time to fully understand it um, or understand the risks that go along with it. Um, So I think that just by taking that time um, and doing that and her seeing that, I think, um, I think had a huge, you know, that was a huge impact.
1: Uh, Josh, when you, so, so college career, played hoops overseas for a bit became a loan officer yeah um i know we probably maybe skipped over some wholesaling <clears throat> um ended up back in minnesota yep started to get into uh real estate investing um you mentioned rich dad poor dad but were there any in-person key relationships that you had or created um as you got more into investing as well
2: yeah, so I, I work with my father-in-law um, who's been doing real estate for a very, very long time and has invested along the way. So he's been a huge sounding board um, in my life, you know, in day-to-day work, but also in, in understanding rentals more. And um, I probably would take a little bit, a lot more chances than he would. Um, so it's been a good balance um for that as well. So he's been, a he's been a huge impact for sure. Um, and like I said, like my parents were, my dad was very successful an entrepreneur and businessman. Um, but there wasn't a ton of real estate investing. So this was a totally different, mm-hmm. um, thing for me to kind of fall into, I guess, or to, to end up loving, you know? So, um, yeah. So I'd say my father-in-law out here, my brother-in-law is an investor out here as
1: well. Um, so just getting around those types of people. How, how do you do, how did you deal with the adversity early on <clears throat> and not just like the adversity from, you know, like stuff, stuff breaks or, you know, money or this or that, but like maybe the adversity from other people, like, what are you doing? What, why, why? Like, that's a bad idea. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I try not to share everything I'm doing with, with very many people. Um, So that's when mm. you asked me to come on here, it's like, I, I don't, like this is something that's way out of my comfort zone is to kind of talk about myself or what I'm doing. So I'd say for one of it, I just try to put on blinders and like the key people in my life that I know are for me. Like I just, you know, I try to just Mm. to to share with them and to work with them. And um, I mean, part of it is like, I have a, I have a faith in God. And so I think having that um, as well as just, just having that um, not to fall back on, but just to, to guide me, I guess, along the way has been, has been huge
0: for me.
1: Mm, good stuff
0: yeah love it love it um so i imagine there was some fear um when you guys were gonna do the whole keep keep the house and, and rent it out um can you just talk about like how you dealt with that and and what you did to um you know overcome it yeah for sure um there was i mean there was
2: there was fear then um it was at a smaller price point than some stuff later. But if, I mean, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll fast forward to even a couple <clears throat> winters ago, I had, you know, several other rental properties and I had, I had just bought another one heading into the fall and I didn't leave nearly enough money in our bank account for, to get through the winter, which at Caleb, as you know, it's as a realtor, it can get slower out here. Um, so that Boy was, can it. <laughs> oh, Boy can it. it happens fast too. Um, <laughs> So that was an extremely stressful um, winter months and time for me. Um, And then, you know, trying to sell one or two of them during that time and it taken longer than I was hoping for. Um, But like literally every morning I'd put the same worship song on. It caused me to to fall back on God even more. Um, And so just that was a huge lesson for me though, too, is to not overextend myself. And to really not get in that position again and just to, just to keep more cash and reserves and on hand and not be so um, aggressive out there doing stuff. Um, But that being said, like I said, it was like a huge growing time for me too. Um, And since then I've I've sold a few of those different properties and stuff like that. And they all, they ended up doing better than I would have thought they would. But at the, at the moment at the time, it was,
1: it was very, very stressful and very hard. I heard a joke the other day (laughs) and it was, if you want to know, if your realtor is successful, (laughs) look at what kind of car he drives in January. (laughs) And that, that made, that made me laugh. Just, you know, there's a lot of real estate stereotypes. Oh yeah. Um, that made me chuckle. Um, to keep, to keep this real estate investing train going, though, Um, you just gave a, you know, a great lesson is, you know, keep, keep your, keep cash in reserve. right? Right. But, what are maybe uh, a couple of tips you have for people who want to get into real estate investing, whether it's, you know, how they should start or, Hey, like this is something I learned on my fifth deal. You know, what, what, what jumps out to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, think about that. I mean,
2: obviously the big thing when you're getting started is to just get over the, the fear of doing it. Um, you know, analysis by paralysis and all that type of stuff. And you can right. read every single book that's out there. Um, but you're not going to really learn or grow until you do the first step. And the first step doesn't have to be something massive. It can be a small, like, one-bedroom one, one bedroom unit, you know. Like, it doesn't have to be big, but just to start and get that momentum going, um, to get connected with someone that has been doing it in the past. Because, like, what you guys do is awesome. Like, you're out here, like, just – you know, giving knowledge and, and giving back. And it's like, people want to do that and they want to help um, people that are getting started in this. So to get connected with someone that's in real estate and the loan guy and all that, and like just to have all that in process and to um just to, yeah, like to read and learn as much as you can, but then to take action on it, like like everyone
1: else on here would probably say, mm-hmm. you know. No, that's good. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times you hear it. I mean, it just helps to hear it again. <laughs> For sure. Right? It, it's like you said, um when you were playing basketball, right? I can't remember your exact words, but um, something about loving the work. Yeah, is that yep. right? Yep. I I don't think real estate's any different. You just got to wake up and do it every day. Yeah. For sure. I I
0: heard sh- shut up and do the work.
1: Yeah. Oh, my bad.
0: My <laughs> bad. Just cool. I mean,
1: I you know, I, you know. Sorry, Caleb. Don't mean. I could definitely do a better job of shutting up. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No comment. Um... Josh, do you and your wife set uh, set goals, whether it's yearly, five year, ten year? Like, what's your process for for growth? Man,
2: we don't. But I've thought about recently that we should be more on the same page with that. Um, as I said, we have three younger kids, and she stays at home and homeschools them, <clears throat> so she's got a busy plate. So it's it's we've kind of almost separated it, and she jokes that like she has no idea kind of what's going on, how to even check our bank account, anything like that. So I would right. I recommend that for everyone, but the trust that we have for each other is, you know, you obviously have to have that. Um, but no, I mean, it's, and I, I used to kind of set goals yearly. Um, and I think it helps and it's good, but the last few years I, I haven't, um, not for any reason. I mean, I kind of have like longer term goals, but, um, but like I said, like, just to, like you said, wake up every day and do it. And I guess I didn't need to have like specific goals for me to be, to stay motivated because it's just something that I, that I do now. Um, and it's a part of my life and I, and I want to grow and I want to, you know, get into new things and um, continue investing for cash flow and, and other stuff as well. So I haven't, the last few years, I have not done that. Um, my wife and I have done other goals like family related wise, but not um, financial mm.
0: goals. Mm. You uh you do any uh dabbling in the stock market, Josh?
2: Uh I do a little bit. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I've uh kind of went down the rabbit hole recently was was the whole crypto thing. So that's been uh interesting and fun to learn about. Um and yeah, so I do have uh, some stock stuff with that same financial planner who helped me get into loans um
1: to, oh, that's so awesome. stuff with
2: him and then I yeah, as everyone else probably did too, kind of opened up my own little brokerage thing and been messing around a little bit as well
1: it's all about diversification (laughs) Yeah.
0: is there is there anything um i I know you said you you have a a tune that you play in the mornings um is there anything else that you do to motivate you to motivate yourself um i mean it's
2: yeah. A couple of things come to mind. It's, you know, I'm all, I'm constantly listening to podcasts or reading different multiple books at the same time. Um, but it's, for me, it's um, <clears throat> I go to, so I started going across it several years ago and I go to the noon class, which has a lot of older guys there that have been, that can take, either take the time because they are business owners to go during the middle of the day mm-hmm. um, or yeah. they're successful enough where they don't really have to work and they can go. So I've created a lot of my best closest friends are, you know, 50 in their fifties right now. Um, so just getting around them and having those relationships and not asking for anything from them, but just truly enjoying spending the time with them. I think that that has been motivating to just see where they're at later in life, um, has been, has been cool to see on a a day to day basis and and knowing that I I would love to get there, you know, at some point too, which I still have a long way to go, but
1: (laughs) That's that might be the favorite part of my podcast, <laughs> right? There. Well, of this podcast, yeah, yeah. Um, th- this little story right there, I love, I love that. Yeah, man. just surrounding yourself with people you want to be like. Yep, for sure, and, and not asking
2: for anything from them, but just just no. being there with them. And um, a couple of the like the opportunities that I've had recently, um, in commercial real estate and different stuff have have come from those relationships and different stock type stuff and. <clears throat> um something that i that i never really expected or, or asked for so
1: what's the um, let's let's give a shout out what's the crossfit gym you got crossfit to? sisu in plymouth s i s u mm. mm that's awesome mm-hmm. man yeah kill don't you go there <clears throat> no see josh what he didn't tell you is he kind of ditched me um <laughs> oh. josh and i used to play basketball all the time yeah. at, at lunch but now I guess he's uh he's hanging out with a different. Man, crowd. the whole mask thing is just it's tough right now. You know, to, to play in it, but I I know I got to get back out there. Yeah, that's that's for a different time. I'll give him <laughs> a I'll give him a talking to at a different time. <laughs> um, Josh, I you said you the <clears throat> book that started it all. It's like what how what everyone got started on except for Cooper apparently. <laughs> um, whoa, whoa, bro, rich that poor my, dad.
0: Hang on, tell um, me. Like I read it for the podcast. Right, it was a great
1: book. yeah, but. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. Um,
0: hey, hey, as long as I'm in the game, bro, chill. You, you did that's right. Party,
1: but you're in. It's all good. <laughs> what Man. you mentioned your read? What's maybe your second or third favorite book?
2: Uh, yeah, there's a book called Equity Happens. Uh, there's a there's a podcast called by the Real Estate Guys Radio that they put a book out, which was super good. Equity happens. Um,
1: Equity happens.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really hard to find now. I think there's like sells for like a few hundred dollars. on amazon or something but what i'll let you borrow it if you take good care of it
0: well you know that's that's the type of information they don't want the the masses i guess so (laughs) i get yeah i don't know
2: um so that was was really good i read a book called powerhouse principles it was like a real estate biography um by jorge perez Mm -hmm. recently um and then some other. You guys have probably heard of. It. Life and Air was one of them. It's a great um, book. The Wealthy Gardener. Great... Ooh,
1: I have not a... read that one.
2: That one's really good. Um, I just I read Bitcoin Billionaires recently. Just to go back to the crypto thing, but uh, that was that was super interesting too. Um, so those are yeah, those are a few shoe dog. That
0: story of Nike was unbelievable. <clears throat> great book. Yeah. Still can't believe that's a company. What's that? Yeah. I I still can't believe Nike's a company when you read that book. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: yeah, crazy. that it, talk about taking action, man. That yeah. his name's Phil Knight. And they should have failed how many times. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's so good. Um speaking of failure, happens all the time in real estate. Josh, um yep. What have you done to I know you said you had, you know, you had some tough times with a rental, but um what have you done to overcome failure or defeat
2: um yeah i mean it's I think it's for sure is kind of sucking up your pride and your and getting rid of your ego to realize that yeah you've you've made a mistake um I'm trying to think of a specific example other than just not leaving my family enough money in the, in the bank <laughs> um i haven't had luckily or thankfully i haven't had too many like problems with actual properties that I've owned. I mean, yeah, you have fixes and you have different repairs and you've got issues with tenants and stuff, but I haven't had any anything like catastrophic really happen um along the way. Part of it I think is just due diligence up front, but part of it is um I don't know, blessing from God, you know, so I don't yeah, I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Can we can we uh talk a little bit um Josh, um, you know we talked a little bit about motivation. Um, I'm sure your family has to do a little, you know, something with your motivation and your why. Mm-hmm. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, for sure.
2: Um, obviously, going back to just uh, for one, providing for my family um, has been huge. But but also, I'm I'm big on just like having like the lifestyle to be present for my kids and my wife and be at sporting events and doing different stuff like that. Um, So a huge why of why I've chosen this more kind of real estate entrepreneur path um, is to have the time to be like we like to travel. So to be able to go and travel and and get away and do different stuff like that um, has been a huge why for me. Um, And also just to, to show my kids that like there's different avenues or ways to do and like you don't need to get painted into a corner or um <clears throat> said that this is the only one way to go and be successful or whether that's having a nine-to-five job and working for an employer or whatever it is but that there's other opportunities um and I want to help them figure out whatever they're going to be passionate about in life and um and be able to whatever give them those opportunities to be successful in that area um to be more kind of self-reliant, I guess, um, than other, than other people have been in the past. So that's, that's a huge why for me so that they can see that there's, there's different ways to do it. I remember when I was coming out of college, I met with one of my, um, dads, one of his like kind of business guys who, who was very successful in the business world. And I just said, I don't really know what I want to do, but I know I don't want to sit in an office all day and and work for someone. And he kind of like laughed at me like, well, what else are you going to do type of thing? Like, um, so that was motivating there to, to try to figure out a different way, um, to do stuff as well.
1: What systems have you put in place over time? I mean, I know how demanding real estate can be, and I'm sure you do too, Josh. Um, what systems have you put into place that have allowed you to live out your why and, and yet still be as successful as you are?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's showing up every day. I get to the office around the same time every day. Um, I do the things that I know that I'm supposed to do. Um, and I don't, we don't spend a lot of time advertising or marketing or trying to get new clients, but we just do the best job we can for the clients that we have. Um, it's been huge having an unbelievable partner in my, in my father-in-law to, to bounce stuff off of for sure. Um So, you know, I don't I don't have like a set process that I do every day or every week, because, again, that would feel kind of restraining to me, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just knowing what what needs to get done and doing it right away instead of kind of procrastinating and waiting and waiting um, to do it, Uh, whether that's fun, good things or hard conversations or, you know, things that you don't want to do. So,
1: right. Yeah. Sounds like being as efficient as possible
2: yeah I think so. I try to batch as much as I can do um I love to get either to go play basketball during lunch or to, to go work out during lunch so to come in the morning and, and get a lot of office type work stuff done and then have the whole the afternoon evening to do whatever else I need to do too mm-hmm. so that's been a great way to kind of break up my day um and get fulfilled because i when I go and work out whatever it is it's like i'm a I'm a better husband and father but also I feel like i'm a better i do a better job at at my actual work as well.
1: Totally, totally.
0: <clears throat> um, you said something that uh caught my ear. Um, well, everything's been saying been catching my ear. Thank <laughs> um, <laughs> you. But um, you said you get to the office the same time every day. Yep. Um, so I assume with that comment that you have some type of routine, um, that you are consistent with. Can you? talk a little bit about your routine and and why it's so important for you and for people to, (laughs) to have a routine. Yeah,
2: for sure. Um, And I used to, I used to read books on routine too and try to like copy what other people would do. So I would just say that whatever works for me might not work for other people because I don't think it's the Mm. best thing, but um, I wake up and grab my phone is usually the first thing I do. I'll check Twitter news um, I try to read a proverbs every day in the Bible, so I, I'll do that just kind of on my phone as I'm still laying in bed. I'll get up and shower kind of get ready, and then i I'm usually the one that makes the kids breakfast in the morning, so I'll make breakfast um and then I'll make it for myself and I'll kind of eat mine um in the car on my way to the office out out of the door so that's been
0: um that's been the, really the routine lately
1: nice. I, mean, I need to step up my game coop.
0: Yeah, I didn't stop with my game too, bro. After gotcha. I heard
1: that I was like, okay, podcast done. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I, I mean you read
2: all this stuff, it's like it's probably not the best thing to grab your phone first thing in the morning, but right. It's been, right. I don't know, it's
1: all right. It's been working. Have but, you read yeah. have you read The Miracle Morning, Josh? I read part of it. Yeah, where they you know they want you to I think it's what? Exercise, meditate. Dude, yeah, it's like hours. Read. It I mean and if you've tried it, it's great. <laughs> I'm sure but it's kind of like what you said, it almost becomes like restraining. Right. You know? <laughs> so you got to get that mixture of autonomy and freedom. Right. And the productivity as well. I
0: mean, I mean what, I mean, what I mean, and your routine can be whatever works for you. Exactly. You know, like, Josh, Josh said, like what works for him might not work for everybody else. The the phone thing is hard, dude. I, I'll give you that. Like I try like 10, 15 minutes and like,
1: it's hard. <laughs> know, it's hard. I know.
0: Like, like i i sleep with my phone outside the room so like that kind of forces me to like yep. get up and do other stuff but the it's hard dude yeah That's, i used to do man that
1: I'm, I'm on like eyes are open let me check my emails yes. like i'm like it's <laughs> i know it's, crazy. Seeing, it's
2: not it's probably not the best thing to do but i don't know it's it's worked i guess okay so far so right right, right. <laughs> and it doesn't care, it doesn't cause me like anxiety too. I think if I was waking up and super stressed right away, then that probably wouldn't be the best way to do it. But, um,
0: yeah. I mean, and if, and if you're someone you, you know, Josh, like, you mm-hmm. know, it, it sounds like someone that enjoys your work. I mean, yeah. there's really nothing with that. Yeah. You know, again, you know, and I like how you said you check your email, but you are, you have, you read a proverb, you read the news. Yeah. Like when I hear people checking their phones, like Facebook, uh, Twitter just on the you know just scrolling just kind of right <laughs> you know as long as you're productive in the morning you know it can look however it needs to look yeah I agree cool do you do you have a favorite uh proverb since we're on the topic
2: um Man, I I wouldn't say that I have a favorite one, but uh, there's 31 Proverbs. So I try to read whatever date it is that day. I try to read that one that day. Oh,
1: you probably have that book memorized, Josh.
2: I feel like I have a lot of the, uh, like, if you asked me to, like, recite, like, a lot of verses, I, I couldn't do it off the top of my head. But I, I feel like a lot of the, like, the lessons or, you know, have,
1: sure, have been ingrained in me, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Yeah that's good stuff man um you know it's like you said you got to do what works for you but i mean you can always take things from other people yeah and 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 mold Mm -hmm. it in so i i appreciate you i appreciate you sharing man um are you willing to share a little bit like 2021 um what's going on with you what are you trying to get accomplished this year
2: yeah for sure um I'll just, yeah, kind of high level stuff. I have a, um, so business kind of related or investing related wise. Um, I have a commercial property under contract up in St. Cloud and it's from one of the contacts at Cross. It's a building that he owned, um, and so that is under contract right now. So I'm we're doing kind of due diligence stuff on that. Um, so I'm excited about the potential of that. Um, I also have another partner. We've got some land under contract um, and are trying to develop um, some rental townhomes on it, um, which would be in a great school district. Um, and we have an investor lined up for that and a lender. And so we're trying to work through the city process, which is which has been really tough and slow and long, but, uh, it's been a huge learning experience for me. Um, and it would be a very big growth, um, type of thing too. Um, so those are the main things kind of, you know, business wise that are on the horizon that I, that I hope will hit, um, and just continue to look for different opportunities and, and network and and do the best job I possibly can do at at my day job, which is being a realtor as well. Um, and try to serve clients the best I can, but, um, that's kind of it on on that side of it.
0: Man, I think Caleb, he might be the first one that on the podcast that said they're into uh
1: in like into land. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Crazy. Love it. But See? the thing about Josh is Josh is into anything that makes sense. <laughs> well for sure. Try yeah.
0: <clears throat> Love it. Love it! I I just love how we were like, you know, Josh, you know, you know, likes to not tell, too, you know, too much of what's going on. And then Caleb's like, oh, can you? You just come, gotta get it warmed warm. up, Coop. It's all good. No if,
2: if you ask me a direct question, I will answer it. But I'm not just gonna go around <laughs> talking about what I'm. Trying yeah. To. <laughs>
0: you know. Um. If you, if you don't mind, how how many units is the uh, the commercial building you have got under contract?
2: the land development would tr- would be 20 22 to 24 hopefully and that's still early it could still fall apart so we might listen to this later and be like yeah that was a great idea but it didn't happen um and then the commercial building is actually like in the old kind of historic main street in St Cloud um and it's it's actually an office building which is also going way against what everyone else is probably saying to do right now but um I know the owners like I said and I feel like
1: there's a there's some good tenants in place so it takes away some of that risk right Right, well, the, there's something to be said sometimes. Uh, if everyone's running away, th- there might be some sort of opportunity, right? So the, I think it's smart to look at that. Yeah, is that Warren Buffett? Yeah, that. that's that? Or is is, that Caleb uh, Carlson. Buffett said, "What uh, <laughs> fearful when others are greedy, yeah, and yeah, greedy when yeah. others are fearful." Yeah. So maybe I just maybe I coined it for myself. I, don't I know. like it. Um, it go ahead, Coop. Well, no, I was just gonna say. I heard a,
0: a Buffett quote today too. Um if you don't control your emotions, you'll never make money.
1: Hmm. It's true.
0: Die. Die.
1: The Oracle of Omaha, man. <laughs> 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 uh Josh, we, we let's let's get into some of our some of our last questions. Um what is something that you would tell your younger self today? Um Man, that it's okay to not have
2: all the answers. Um, you know that there's going to be stressful times, but but you're going to be okay. Um, yeah, I mean, just yeah, be faithful to be faithful to your wife, be a great present father to your kids, and um, and treat people the way that you'd want to be treated. I mean, that's kind of the main thing, you know. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: That's great. Do you do you have any quick um? you you kind of touched on it a little bit you said you've been married for 13 years um three kids um you got any any advice for up up and coming uh dads
2: that are... yeah uh sleep when you can sleep i guess
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um no it's i mean You can say, I mean, patience is, you're going to, your patience will be tested. Um, I felt like I was a patient person, um, but I find myself a little snappier than I used to be. Um, But just patience, I mean, and everyone tells you to like it, the days go by very slow, but the time goes by really fast, especially when your kids are really young. Mm-hmm. Now mine are like mine are nine, almost eight, and five, and we're at a different stage where it's like you know the kids are playing sports and I'm coaching like and it's so it's it's fun and you can have a conversation. Obviously, they still you know they need you for a lot of different things, but um, but yeah, just to just show up like it's so easy to just and for me I fight it all the time. Like I go home, I'm on my phone, I'm checked out, whatever, instead of being like yeah, I'm there like physically, but not emotionally or mentally. So just to try to lock in, um, cause it, I mean, it does go by, it is going by very fast as everyone will tell you.
0: Hmm.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Be, I heard be present. I love that. Um, Coop, I'm blinking. We already, we already kind of jumped the gun. We asked you about books. Coop, what am I missing right now? Man, I, th- dude, I think you, I think we got everything. Um, yeah. Hey, if so, if so if somebody's looking for a phenomenal realtor who's uh multi-talented. Um what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you Josh? Um they can just text me. I'll give
2: you my number. It's 949-439-8425.
1: Appreciate that. Yeah. That this is uh, you could you couldn't be in better hands. I promise you, Josh, <laughs> is, a, Josh is a phenomenal uh, phenomenal person and a better realtor, probably. No, I don't know about that, but thank you, Caleb. Well, Coop, I'm, what you got, man? This was
0: great. This was great, Josh. I uh, really really appreciate you uh, coming on here. Um, I know how crazy Caleb's schedule is, <laughs> and he doesn't have kids yet, so I can't even imagine. Man. Um, Caleb grinds what, it Oh, he. Oh, I'm Caleb not works kidding. hard. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but you put kids in there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, just – uh, uh, yeah, thank you. I will for, be calling uh, Josh a lot
1: more. <laughs> I promise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, th- thanks a lot, Josh. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate your yeah. time. Appreciate your time, Josh. Really appreciate you as a friend, too. Um, Look up to you and, and love hearing what you're doing, Thank man. you very much. Like I said, it was an honor and very humbling that you'd
2: even ask me to come on. So.
1: so thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys.
0: Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Bye, guys. See you. Another great
1: episode. Josh, a.k.a. Mr. Humble Sanderson let le- just left the building. Just left the building.
0: Um I knew his big time when he said he was all-American. And I love how he just downplayed it. Like yeah, it was all-American. Coop, <laughs> I'm then, pretty
1: sure he's the all-time leading scorer at his school.
0: And then and then they and then I flew back out there cuz they you know they had a little ceremony for me. I
1: I was trying to get him to like yeah cuz I think I asked uh didn't you have a bunch of like I'm pretty sure he's the all-time leading scorer as a walk-on too, which you is... you would be you would be the the co-host that would do that I was well I was, you know like you know he, he's he's
0: a special person he should I, let people know I, lo- I love how you like to pub people up but you don't like you don't like to show your stuff
1: what stuff I got nothing, Coop. I wait, wait, I, I, wait, I hang out with cool people. I, oh, you know?
0: okay. All right, all right. That's all why right, I'm any, cool. Anyways, anyways. Um, any takeaways for you, bro? This um.
1: Yeah. Let me. Let me. Let me think for five seconds here. Um, One, I two. I I didn't know, and I, I I have the relationship with Josh, right? I didn't know he's from Orange County, like, um. Clearly, I mean, he wouldn't even tell us, right? Or didn't, wouldn't feel a, We didn't feel the need to ask either. But clearly, his, you know, his parents or his father knew what he was doing. And, but Josh is self made. You'd never know. You know, he figured it out on his own. And yeah. that was one of my takeaways is, I mean, walk on basketball. I didn't know the walk on basketball story. Like the guy, the guy's just a stud. Yeah. What about you?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. The sports, you know, and I asked the question about, uh, you know, any lessons he learned from the sports world to um, bring into the day-to-day, you know, just, just going to work, put you know, putting the hard hat on, uh, shutting up and going to work. You know, you just kind of, I don't want to say enjoy, but you just, it's like just a part of who you are. Like you just show up and go to work because that's, all you know, and it is, and it is kind of enjoyable. Just knowing you're good, just knowing that you're going to outwork everybody.
1: <laughs> it. So I was recently in, in Colorado, right, Coop? Yeah. And, and it's almost like you get Wait, addicted to out. adversity. Just time out, time out. Before,
0: did you guys plan that Colorado trip, or was it like last minute? It
1: was. It like well, she had it planned. I. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I had to throw that
1: curveball. I'm sorry. I'm hey, sorry. No, it was just a little right, deal, a little there. You know, I'm sorry, I wasn't guys. sure what was going to happen, but you know, we took some, <laughs> it took some more time. Um, but Back like too. you get addicted to adversity, and so we were at this little hot spring spa, and at, you know, like there's hundreds of people in the hot springs, and me and one other dude are in the cold tub, and we were setting the timer, like, how long do you think we can stay in here? You know what I mean? And it's oh, like. That-
0: that would have turned my Jordan
1: in me. Like, oh, oh yeah, cool. Oh, I was comfortable. Let's go. I was comfortable, <laughs> right? And 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 like you said, you like you uh you you get addicted to outworking other people. Yep. And whether that's in sports or business or you know, sitting in a cold tub, like your your brain has so much potential. It's it, it's just cool. I, I like that you brought that up.
0: Yeah. Um David Goggins got a book, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you want to le- really learn about what the, b- the brain is uh, capable oh, of. Oh, man. That guy's crazy. <laughs> we can talk not, about
1: him like every week.
0: <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not. Uh, we got to put that book on the list. I, kn- I know why we didn't do it the first time, but.
1: Yeah, I do too. I'm just saying that. I, my wife anyways. actually, uh, my wife's reading it right now.
0: Oh, she is? What's she, what's she think about it? She loves it. It's a powerful book, man. Yeah,
1: she gets kind of emotional about his upbringing, um, because she came from kind of a broken home too. So that kind of hits home for her. Yeah. Um, but even just hearing me talk about it has done a lot for her mental outlook. You know, her psychological outlook. We've we've grown together because we read because I read that book.
0: Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, yeah, so that's what I got from Josh. Um just outworking everybody. Mm. Um and then just taking action. I just like you know, we're we, we're coming up on a year here. I don't know if you got well no, this would be uh this would be our 50 second episode when this drops. Man, from from I'm, COVID to I'm I'm pretty like, to here we are. I, I start it started from a dream. <laughs> <laughs> but uh like that's one of the the topics you hear is that take action like like that that's probably one of one of our common themes through this whole year is like just taking action you know you can only read so much um you know even Jordan champion you know you guys can go back and listen to his episode he's a guy that is a real thinker you know analysis but and he just said he just pulled it he would just pull the trigger. Just pull the trigger, um, because he knows champ. himself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, baby number three, And I not even okay. We're getting way off topic here, bro. But I am mad he, he didn't tell one he was uh expecting number three. I was a little salty about that, but love you, champ. <laughs>
1: uh, shout out, shout out to champion sports training. Uh, ordered my long sleeve the other day, it's fire.
0: Hey, I was
1: giving people hey. buckets in it the other day. You got it.
0: <laughs> But you you but you ain't post it though. You ain't like give no love or anything. Come on, bro.
1: No, I did. You probably just missed it, man. I, I probably did. I probably did. Anyways. It's all love. Uh...
0: Any, anything else, dude?
1: <laughs> no, nah, man. Um hit up Josh if you uh if you want to talk investments and real estate. Very competent guy. Shoot him a text. He's an open book. And if Caleb is saying that, you know it's true. So no, he's he's levels ahead of me.
0: Because I I love how Kayla likes to give everyone else the credit. It's all good. That's That's how I love you, bro.
1: That's how
0: I love you, bro. Um, you want to talk about clubhouse or is that for another day?
1: Uh Coop just got a clubhouse, everybody. He thinks it's the (laughs) best thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, yeah, what year is it, bro? That like everyone's had a clubhouse. I can't can't stand you, bro. I cannot stand. Are we when done? something new comes out? Coop's like, nah, it's not for me.
0: I'm like, I'm like the last one to jump in, and then it's like, oh my goodness, you guys shouldn't.
1: <laughs> it's not a bad place to spend your time. Uh, I will say that, but just be don't careful. forget to take action. Don't forget take to a- take action, take action and watch your
0: time very carefully. Like, you, I'm just saying, whatever you're doing, just make sure you're watching your time. Um, please rate, leave a review, subscribe, you know, let us know how we can add value. Um, to you guys. You know, we love bringing guests on here and and, uh, dropping some nuggets. So, anything else we can do, um, let us know. Caleb, you got anything else?
1: Great episode, Coop. Great episode.
0: See you next week, everybody.
1: See you next week.